the Shep Nas Podcast begins now. You're listening to the Shep Nas Podcast, a podcast at Shepherd Church. Everything we do here is to help people take their next step toward Jesus. This podcast is part of that. We want to help you engage daily in your spiritual development. Over the past few weeks, we've been looking at some of the measures at which we say that if you're a disciple of Jesus, this is what you should look like and helps us as a church know whether or not we're doing a good job at helping you become more like Jesus. And today we're going to look at the final piece of that makes the acronym strong and that G stands for generosity. Generosity is something that we believe helps to see whether or not we are locked in what God is calling us to do and how we're being more like Jesus. So Rob is here, and we're going to talk about that last piece, generosity. Yes, generosity, the G. Yeah. The OG. It's the <laughs> OG. Um, I remember there was a song when I was a youth pastor, and it's talking about the OG, and I'm like, I don't even know what an OG is, so I had to look it all up, but it stands for original gangster, in mm-hmm. case anybody's wanting to know. This G is this the OG of 90s discipleship. That might be 80s rap. No, early 90s. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, generosity is uh, the final mark in our mm-hmm. um, measures uh, analogy here. And when we talk about generosity, of course, people immediately would think we're talking about money, and we are, but we're yeah, also talking about other things. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, when we talk about generosity, we're, we believe that uh, we want a, a strong believer to be generous um, with their time, their talents, and their resources. Mm-hmm. And contributing those things to the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. um, and so if we talk first of all about our resources, which is probably what's on everybody's mind when you hear the word generous, um, we we want people to be generous with their finances, and I think that um, when we talk about money in the church, sometimes it feels weird to people, but I don't think that it does because I yeah. feel like our level of generosity uh, and our level of giving is a reflection of the discipleship process that we're a part of. Like if, mm-hmm. if I, it's, it's, I've, I've always thought it's interesting that people would maybe trust God for uh, their salvation, that what Jesus did on the cross could pay the penalty for their salvation, that, they're, that they trust that, but they don't trust God enough mm-hmm. to give 10% of their income to, to him because that's what he asked for us when he, when he asked us to tithe uh, because they think, I, I don't know if I can make the rest of the money go. Mm-hmm go. So what we're saying is that we're willing to trust him with my eternal soul, but not the money that I make every week. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, we've talked a lot about money at the church um, and I don't want to belabor that, but I believe that um, our level of generosity indicates the level of yeah. depth in our relationship with God. If I can trust God with my finances, I can trust him with everything. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, Jesus says, you know, the Bible says in multiple places that we should give that 10% and even over and above that when we can, um, and that God blesses that, he honors yeah. that. And so that's an important mark, I think, of a believer who's growing in maturity is that they trust God in the area of their finances. Yeah. And I like to talk about, when I when I think about it, it's, it's well, we talked about this um, in, well, actually, we haven't technically talked about this yet. Uh-huh. So next week, <laughs> we do talk a little about generosity and the sacrifice yeah. of, of generosity and that it's not necessarily an amount or anything like that. But what I like to talk about is that it's, it's living a life that's open-handed. Um, yeah. when, when you are worried about making it and you're worried and you're, you, you, 
you kind of clench and you tense up. Yeah. Um, but a, a life of generosity is a life that lives like this. Yeah. And says to, and if you're not if you're not yeah, watching, if you're not watching he has I have his my hands, hands open. open. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a life that lives like that, and says to God that I'm gonna like, what I have here, I, I'm gonna trust you with. But it also leaves you open to um, be a part of other things, um, and yeah. so generosity's going further than simply, and it's not simply, but simply giving to a church, but it's living that life of generosity, which I think is yeah. is more than money, like you were saying, I'm assuming we're going to talk about too. Yeah, yeah. I like that analogy of the open hand thing, and, I, and I, I believe that when we live with our hands open, that God is in a position to put more in, Yeah. but he's also in a position to take it out, to use it to build his kingdom. Yeah. But like if he if he literally owns everything, which the Bible tells us he owns everything, he mm-hmm. owns it all, um, then he can put whatever he needs in our hand to fund a part of the kingdom work that he's doing, mm-hmm. um, and then he's free to put more in there as well. Mm-hmm. But if I hold my hand, hold everything tight with my hands, not only am I not giving, but I'm not in a position to receive either. Yeah, um, and so by having my hands open means I'm willing to give, but I'm also in a place to receive. Mm-hmm. And like if I'm God and I own everything and I've got work that I need to be done and I know that I can give it to you and you're going to give it there, I'm going to keep giving you more and more because I know the, what the resources I have are going to mm-hmm. go to where they need to go. But if I want to give them to the next to another guy who's going to just take them and hold on to them and only use them for himself, then I think at some point I'm thinking, maybe God isn't like this, but mm-hmm. I am. I'll stop giving to that guy because mm-hmm. he's not taking the resources that I'm giving him and using them where I want them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying that God's going to do that because there are lots of rich people right. who aren't generous, but they're right. But, it, but this is a mark of the kingdom is yeah. to be generous. And again, it's, it's not even just that you live open handedly and it's going to be money passing through your hands, right? It's, yeah. it's the fact that it's the, the, the gifts and the talents that he's given you yeah. Um, it's well, the, and, it's the time that you have to be able to give. And if you're, if you're generous with your time, yeah. it's amazing, um, that the more generous that m- I and, you know, Bethany have been with our time, the more we've been able to then somehow have time together and with our family. Well, that's a really good point that you're making. And it's, it's a principle of the kingdom. Yeah. And, and, so in terms of giving financially, if I give 10% of my income, invariably the Lord will take the 90% and he has a way of making 90% go further yeah. than me holding on to the 100, 100%. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't have enough. Mm-hmm. But if I give 10%, I somehow I always have enough. Somehow yeah. the 90% is always more than, than 100%. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is true with time. When you give your time, mm-hmm. you somehow have this... Mo- Somehow yeah. God does this and gives you more well, time I, back. I, love, I mean, but it's it's even it's biblically like if you look in the Old Testament, um, God made the sun stand still for the Israelites so that yeah. they could win the battle. And I feel like there have been times in my life where some for somehow the day felt longer and we were able to have the time that we needed together. Yeah, when we were you know we gave sacrificially yeah. because it is hard. You know, we talked about. Um, having the nature of servant and serving inside the church and outside the church and all these things. And it's, you have three kids and you have a job and your wife has a job and we're saying, but you need to, you need to give more. And um, those are, those are sacrifices, but it's, it's saying that we have as a family, we've made that, 
that pact to say we're going to live open-handedly and we're going to yeah. jump into things that maybe we don't think that we have the time for, but they're kingdom things and they're good things. Yep. Um, and God has always been faithful to bring that back to us. Yeah. Um, because that's the kind of God he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is not a, well, if you invest here, he's going to give you back tenfold. Like this isn't some yeah. pyramid scheme yeah, to get. or right. Um, so don't, don't think, that we're not guaranteeing yeah this isn't like a casino it's a blessing of obedience yeah all during the season of lent we are reading through the gospels as we draw closer to easter we invite you to join us download the shep naz mobile app from your app store or go to shepnaz.org forward slash lent there you will find links to scripture for each day with a few breaks along the way in case you need to catch up another place that i think that i found that to be true in my life is prayer um, Absolutely. So there, there are times I come in and I'm like, I have so much to do. I mean, I, I'm, my list, my to-do list hasn't, yeah. hasn't, I've never gotten everything off my to-do list in the last 10 years. <laughs> but, but there are deadlines. I'm like, but we also have prayer today and we're going to take an hour. We're going to pray. And I'm like, man, what, how much could I do with that hour? Yeah. And if I skip prayer, I, I like. Things are frantic. The eight hour and day never feel like- is like four hours. But if I go to prayer and I'm like, Lord, I've. You know, I forget who it was. It was one of those great prayer warriors that we quote oftentimes like, you know, maybe it was Martin Luther or something like that. It was like, I have so much to do today. I'm only going to pray for four hours instead of, th- uh, you know, five or whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's crazy. Yeah. But it's one of those things where when we involve God in the economy of everything that we're mm-hmm. doing, um, when we involve God in the economy of what we're doing, then mm-hmm. uh, he comes back and he blesses us. Yeah. And it's the same with our giving. If I'm faithful in my giving, he takes 90%, makes mm-hmm. it go farther. If I'm faithful with prayer, he takes my time mm-hmm. and makes it go further. If our time and our resources and our talents and all those kind of things. And so, so I just think that a mark of maturity in our relationship yeah. with God is that we are uh, generous mm-hmm. with our talents, our time and our resources and all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we are, God, God gives back to us yeah. and he blesses us. Here's a really cool example of that, and we can wrap up with this unless you have more. Several years ago, I was praying, and I felt like the Lord's like, I want you to do this thing called One for One. We, we did it for many years. And it was basically give a dollar for every single person that showed up on Sunday to a glo- local or a global need. And we did that for a really long time. We still do that to a degree. Uh, and when we started doing that, God started blessing our church financially, mm-hmm. and our income every year went up every year. We gave more than we'd ever given, but we we also received more, yeah. and that has been true every year since that, almost for 10 years in a row. Mm-hmm. God has blessed us like that, and and I think that it's just a, a um, proof text of the fact that when we give, God is faithful, yeah. and He takes care, care of us, whether it's a, a person, a couple— or an organization mm-hmm. or a church. Yeah. Um, and so, again, that generosity is a mark of, of maturity. So, so to review all, all six yeah. of these, um, we believe that, you know, we're trying to say, what is a discipled person? It's somebody who's, who's experienced salvation and sanctification or growing in their walk. They're transforming culture. They're out in the world. They're not secluded from it. They're, mm-hmm. they're out there making a difference. Yep. They know that God's never called them to do this alone. They are in relationships that matter with other people because mm-hmm. God doesn't want doesn't want them to do it alone. They're able to articulate their faith story, share their testimony, share how another person could come to know Jesus. They have the nature of a servant. They came to serve, not to be served like mm-hmm. Jesus. And they're generous with their time, their talents, yep. and their resources. And we think those six qualities or attributes 
kind of define for us um, spiritual growth and maturity. There's obviously a lot more. It's not like these are the only six things, but these are six large categories that a lot of things Mm -hmm. can fit into that if we're doing these things and seeing these things, these attributes grow and develop in people that we feel like we're moving in the right direction. That's good. And if it's not, then we're not moving in the right direction. That's good. Well, that's going to wrap up our episode and that little mini-series on these measures. Uh, we'd love for you to let us know what you're thinking. And, and take some take some time and sit down with each of those and look at your own life and see where things are. Um, and if we could help, we could help get you to the place where you want to be, where God wants you to be. We'd love to do that. You can let us know, podcast at shepnaz.org. You can always find out things that are happening here at Shepherd through our website, our social media pages, and of course, the app. Uh, for Pastor Rob, I'm Joey. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This podcast is a production of the Shepherd Church of the Nazarene, Gehenna, Ohio. Email to podcast at shepnaz.org and let us know what you think.